up, everybody? Welcome to a second helping of Press YYZ, your Canadian escape about love of the love of video games. Check out our check us out on Twitter at Press YYZ to follow us for updates for the show. The show is being recorded live in front of a uh, live digital audience every Wednesday at 8 p.m. EST at twitch.tv slash YYZ. And as always, Black Lives Matter. I'm your host today, Nathan McInerney, and today I'm joined by the Platinum Kid, Cozy. How are you doing, Cozy? All right. You're all right? All right. Um, then I've got uh, Mitch. Mitch, I don't have a PlayStation name for you. What's a good PlayStation be, name for you? Be yourself. All right. And then we got uh, the Persona one, Alex uh, Ballant. How's it going, Alex? I've, I love Persona. I think I'm a weeb now. <laughs> Who's best girl? Uh, I'm just entered the special relationship with On, but we don't need to get into that too much right now. This is not a Persona podcast, goddammit. This is a PlayStation podcast, at least for today. Just for today? Um, at least for today. I'm seeing questions in the chat, and where's AJ? Well, AJ decided he was going to sit this one out, and in all fairness, he's playing The Last of Us uh, to get ready for The Last of Us 2, so we're going to let it slide uh, this time. He's saving himself for the Xbox game reveal in July. Hell yes. yeah. So, um, but speaking about game reveals, we just saw a big giant game reveal for PlayStation. Uh, just big picture, what did you guys think? Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's not the favorite press conference that I've ever seen PlayStation put on. And I think that ultimately that comes down to the fact that I didn't feel like there were many way things in the way of surprises, uh, things that really kind of like took me by shock. Uh, but it's undeniable that the press conference was of a very high quality. I was I was really impressed by the fact that they put this thing together in quarantine. If you had told me this was just their elevated well, PlayStation state of play, rather like if they if this had been an E three showcase, they're like, oh, they decided to forego the stage this year. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been able to tell the difference. Like the production value behind the transitions and the it it, it the effort showed. It didn't feel a, like. I don't want to compare it directly to Microsoft, but with what Microsoft did a couple of months ago with their Xbox, yeah. their third-party game showcase, that felt a little, like, that felt work from homey. This mm -hmm. felt professional in presentation nature. I mean, I was going to say, like, you have to imagine that a lot of the live-action and animated elements of this press conference were probably filmed well in advance or put in production well in advance, but you are right that compared to what Microsoft it is, did, it is a pretty large step up. Also, I love Insomniac, so this is one of the best press conferences I've ever seen. <laughs> it was pretty good. Alex? Yeah, so I thought the press conference was very well done. I think it's one of the best ones that we've seen this year from anyone. Um, I think when it comes to the whole like, oh, I wasn't surprised by any uh, by a lot of the reveals. I think that just comes with the nature of the industry right now, where there's just kind of leaks about everything. Like we knew that, like, or just speculation about like, okay, well, this developer hasn't released a game in this amount of time, so we know that there's gonna be a new Ratchet and Clank. We know that uh, Gorilla is working on probably a New Horizon sequel. So when we finally we know that RE8, we, there was yeah, a lot of yeah. leaks around RE8, so that yeah, was less so of a like, surprise than it could have been. Yeah, so it's like when we when we know that that stuff is coming, when we finally see it, it's not going to blow our mind, but it's still like these were really well put together trailers that I feel like I actually for almost a lot of the games, I got a grasp of what I'm going to be getting into, which I really appreciated. I like that there was kind of no fat with this with this presentation. It was just game after game after game yeah. after game. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. 
yeah. I, I feel pretty similar. I think it was a pretty solid, uh, definitely for this new generation, I think the best showcase we've seen thus far, um, like we talked about this year, but just in general, I think the best showing. Uh, but I'm interested to see what Xbox brings to the table. Like we talked about lack of surprises with Sony. I think there's going to be a lack of surprises with Xbox as well because like some of their big heavy hitters like Fable, we know that have been long rumored on working on things. So I'm curious to see what they present. And it's in July they're going to have their show, right? Yes, Correct. we yeah. don't know a specific date, but we know the month. We know the month, so they're going to have a big show know, in July. We, nothing for June. Yeah, we, yeah well, they, we know they e push the EA, thing for June. Yeah, EA is in June, Xbox is in July, and then U, Ubisoft is in August. July, as far no, as I know. Ubisoft is are they, July as are they well, July but as it's well? at the end oh, okay. of I thought July. They were it's, like July, it's July 25th, if I'm not mistaken. I'll, I'll okay. fact check that. I mean, it doesn't matter, because we're getting an Avengers showcase in like two weeks. So. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I'm really worried about that right. game. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that today. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's jump right into the games because there's a lot of games we need to talk about. I, I do want to say one thing. Yep. I think this is the best games showcase we've seen from next gen, but Sony still hasn't proven it to me when it comes to the box, the services, and things like that. That stuff Microsoft has been knocking out of the park. So yeah. it really comes down on, like, for me, it's about the games, but I know there are people that care more about the services. And I think we'll see, because this isn't the um, the last show we'll see from Sony. There's going to be more. There's going to be something talking about price. And I think we'll see something talking about what PS Plus is going to look like and rebranded PS Now, um, if they rebranded or what that looks like. Uh, so I still think we have that coming down the pipeline. I think they're just sitting, and that will come when we get the price. So. Uh, quick, correction, quick correction, the Ubisoft show is July 12th. Oh, wow. I thought it was Yeah, so it's even that. sooner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, so let's jump into a few things. Uh, number one, uh, we started the show and we got a big Rockstar logo and everybody got really excited, right? Oh, my God. We were that all was, hyped. That was such a bait and switch. Uh, but I, w I was just going to say that, like, in retrospect of the show now, I'm glad that they got the only previous gen game out of the way first and then let everything else that was new strive after that it's a big deal that yeah what they're the deal that they've got with um grand theft auto 5 yeah but like i'm glad that they just got it out of the way so that everything else could be like get hype new games i get why it's it i get why it's in there like rockstar's uh, the MPD. biggest publisher like they sell the most copies of that game that game's probably the best well it's what the best-selling game this it generation is. It's the best Pretty selling. Much, yeah. It's the best selling media product of all time. Of all time, yeah. Now. Okay. Yeah. So that's why it has to be in there. But I'm glad they put it up front. Uh, sorry, Mitch. Go ahead. I was just going to say you're you're totally on the ball. It's the reason that was in there was for investors. It was for NPD saying, look, our next box is still going to be able to make money off of what is the largest entertainment property of all time. Mm -hmm. That's it. It had to be there. Like we we knew it was it, it sucked that they open if they had just opened with GTA Five and not the Rockstar logo because some of the games we saw the logo got yeah. pushed to the end if they yeah. just opened okay it's GTA Five on the PS Five that's fine showing that black screen with the Rockstar logo we're, we all all our minds start racing of what is it and yeah is of it course agent? GTA Five finally coming back that was my thing no. I said agent and then it was like no it's not agent I was hoping for a bully sequel but that's just wishful thinking at this point i think it is ex yeah I, w I would love that uh, it is expanded and i still have my uh bully volleyball somewhere from the special edition from the ps2 that i will blow up for my kids one day um so let's move on from gta 5 um because i don't think to we have a lot to talk about there no. um no so but then we're going to jump into the first really big surprise that nobody saw coming and uh mitch i think this blew your mind uh yes. mitch why don't you tell us what was it 
Holy! I you can ask Alex. I was <sighs> on the verge of tears. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting Spider-Man Miles Morales, which, to their credit, they marketed very poorly in this presentation. Yep. Um, well, the trailer thought, was really cool, but it wasn't super representative of what it's going to be. Or maybe yeah. people just had more expectations of what it's going to be. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm glad we waited a few days to do this because we have had clarification yep. from Insomnia that this, this is a new yeah. next-gen expansion to the Spider-Man universe. It's likely going to be smaller in scale than a full-blown sequel. And no spoilers for the first game, but there are story threads that are left open for both Peter and Miles... So we have to expect that a sequel will come at some point and it will yeah. be both of their stories. This is going to be more of an experience along the lines of a Uncharted Lost Legacy or, uh, in, or Infamous First Light. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we're going to get a smaller, maybe six to ten hour experience with this character. And that's all I needed and I know I have to get this box. There's, that's it. Yeah. So there's a few things I've got with this. One, I'm so happy that this is happening. Miles Morales is such a flipping cool character after into the spider-verse everyone knows that mm-hmm. now i'm yeah. so excited um the little bit we saw of how he moves in the trailer it looks like they've captured his movement style perfectly because he does move different than peter parker um there's a couple of things that i've got that i've got questions about this game everyone's assuming that it's going to be a ps5 exclusive but i'm wondering if there's going to be anything in this game that's actually going to make it worth a ps5 exclusive or if it's just being done for money i can understand that because there's no bigger heavy hitter than spider-man so obviously they're going to put that out so they can try to sell more units of the ps5 but i'm just wondering if this is like actual an actual next gen improvement so i, don't I know. mean so base you look at the, you can look at the lighting effects and things they use against mm-hmm. like miles face there is there is marketable improvements in yeah. those models from the ps4 version whether or not it's a huge next like feet it remains to be seen but just given how often mark cerny was using spider-man as the example of how how much the game can be improved on the ps5 i think this is going to be a really good showcase of a lot of that yeah yeah it's weird that one of the biggest selling points of the ps5 is that there's no loading times but in a game like spider-man you don't really need to worry about quick travel because traveling around that city is so much fun that you just do that anyway it's kind of a weird example to be like this is the game we're going to show honestly i would have rather they showed god of war as the example for no loading times because that game the invisible loading times between every time you quick travel in that game was always super long and tedious Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's a side Um, At the beginning of this, uh, I said that, you know, I was disappointed by the kind of lack of surprising things. You know, having thought about it more, I feel like this reveal would have been better if they had just fleshed out and gone into a little bit more how this is different from base Spider-Man from 2018. I think that if they just shown, like, you know, what's Miles Morales' relationship like with the police in this game? You know, what kind of narrative beats is he hitting on? I just felt like there wasn't enough substance here to get someone like me, who initially is not generally as jazzed about the Spider-Man games, a little bit more invested. Yeah, so I'm excited about Miles Morales. Uh, Somebody to bring up, um, well, it's great that we have a black protagonist coming out, especially with everything going on and representation right now what is the relationship going to be like with the cops in that regard um so that will be interesting uh to see how they handle that especially in a post black lives matter uh world that we're living in right now uh but something that stuck out from the kufla that 
everybody was like, oh, it's just Spider-Man. You need to rebuy Spider-Man. It's extra content. Was that the executive, I believe, had said that it was a remastered or remade, remade version of Spider-Man for the PS5. So I think we will see just like a better version of the engine running the Miles, Miles Morales. Yeah, and so. I, I really hope, like when they say enhanced for next gen, I'm really hoping it is more of a, if you own it on the PS4, then by throwing in your PS5, like Sony's messaging around how previous generation games will be enhanced on the PS5 has been very muddy compared to Microsoft's yeah. approach with the Xbox yeah. Series X. They really need to clear some of that up. Um, I think that'll be, like I said, when we get a services presentation, hopefully we get the yeah. UI and everything else. So, Hope so. The, the, the other thing I want to say, and kudos to Sony on this, is we didn't see a white male protagonist in any of these games for, I like, as being well, the Resident individual protagonist. Well, being the individual protagonist. I mean, there I is Ratchet first, and Clank. <laughs> I think, I, so... Uh, we'll get into it a little bit later. There was the Destruction Derby game, which had a number of protagonists, but the only like we didn't see a a white male protagonist. Hey, I think, hey, hey, until hey, it's Destruction All Stars. I, yeah, I, I was going to save. I was going to save the surprise for later of the title and everything, but we didn't really oh, see really? a white male protagonist until we saw Hitman Three, mm-hmm. right? <sighs> which I think is symbolic. Like it, it's nice to see representation in games. Period. Okay. Full stop. Sure. All right. So that's enough of Spider-Man for now. We'll do, I'm sure we'll have lots more to talk about. Holiday 2020, it's probably a launch title. I think anything in here that was labeled Holiday 2020 is either launch title or launch window, which yeah. is yeah. awesome to yeah. get this right at the launch of the system. No, I think it'll be really good for the system. So let's yeah. speed on by and talk Gran Turismo 7. It's more Gran Turismo. Anybody have anything <sighs> about Gran Turismo? I, I, I'm shocked nobody got really upset over that very, very bad pun. Eh. I, I enjoy his puns. My distaste was in my face, but I guess the audio listeners couldn't see that. They they spent a little too much time in the menus. The trailer definitely could have used some narration to tell us what was actually going on. Mm-hmm. And I would have rather seen more Spider-Man. Yeah. It was pretty. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, when we were listening, I remember AJ saying, and I believe this too, you always need a racing game to show off your system because it's yeah. one of the, like, they're the best looking games. And there's always something huge at launch, like, theoretically drive club was supposed to be launched uh for the ps3 rip drive club or uh for the ps4, PS4. uh for the ps4 but um if this uh can hit launch window or we'll see it says release tba but you want that powerhouse i know lots of people love gta or gran turismo 7 uh for the sim racing aspects of it i'm an arcade racer guy personally so same here that's why there's a game further down the list that's probably going to speak to all of us here yeah mm. Yeah. Sorry, Alex, just, anything else? Just Gran, Gran Turismo's always been that technical marvel for, for Sony, like every single uh, console generation. So it makes sense, especially with something as, like, something that they're trying to show off as a powerhouse like the PS5. Having a Gran Turismo game is kind of going to be one of those, like, those shining examples for sure. Well, and I know it doesn't speak to us, but I know at one point Gran Turismo was their number one selling franchise. I think that's changed. Um, yeah. But it was... A little bit. Yeah, uh, it was their number one selling first-party franchise for a long, long time. Um, so let's uh, shift and talk about a uh, surprise for me that I didn't think we'd see both from Insomniac. And when we saw Spider-Man, I was like, well, I guess we're not getting this. But then we got another Insomniac logo. Uh, yeah, or no, there was no logo. There was no logo. But we was, did we see the PlayStation? Did we see the PlayStation Studios logo then? Because yes, I know uh, they did. We did. They yeah, didn't it was, do it for Spider-Man, but they did it for... Uh, uh, let's talk about that for a second how do we feel about the playstation studios logo love it's it great. perfect i love it, it it's it does simbol- its purpose 
Yeah, it symbolizes that like this is a game you should be excited about because it's coming yeah. from it's it's coming from one of these developers that you have faith in because they've delivered just game after game after game that have been great. So it's I a mean, really great marketing. Like, there was like ten to twelve titles in this presentation that had that logo. Every time it came up, we got excited. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I will say, like, when they first unveiled that logo a little while back, a lot of comparisons were made to the Marvel Studios logo. It's not as animated as the Marvel Studios logo, um, which is something that, like, now that we actually see the motion, like, well, it's a little bit simple in that regard. But, I mean, you're all correct that definitely seeing that logo got us all a lot more excited uh, for what was about to be shown than anything else. Yeah, I think so it's, it's served I think you're thinking... Well. Like there is there is a Marvel Studios style intro anime like opening animation for the right. PlayStation Studios logo. Oh yeah, logo, that's right. Uh, which I will link to you right now, cozy. No, no, it's all right. I've seen it. I've seen oh, it already. Okay. But, yeah. I, but so I mean, I, like I, in what, that case, why not use it in some capacity here? I feel I like, like just the doing idea it of just. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, not using the animated one. I feel like in this presentation, just showing the logo over and over and over again, uh, having to do the little animated segment, it's not supposed to take that long. Yeah, I guess. I, I like I the guess idea so. of that. I would have liked to have seen it maybe once. So yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I like the idea of that opening the game, but it doesn't need yeah. to open trailers. So my guess is that we'll see that for the first time in The Last of Us Two. No, they that said logo? that it was no. They, it's they next said that gen. It, yeah, oh, they're they saving it for next gen only. Okay. Yeah, it's not going to be in Last of Us Part Two or Ghost of Tsushima. Really? Okay, I thought yeah. they would have got that. that was, got that out it sooner. Was, yeah, it was weird that they. Okay. Came out I think because they were, I, th I think there was already, you know, some trains had left the station from that regard in terms mm. of, you know, being able to to make that change. But it doesn't really matter. Yep. Yeah. No, it's all good. Uh, but let's get back to Ratchet and Clank. Uh, I'm super excited for it. I love Ratchet and Clank. I thought Ratchet and Clank 2016 is one of the best PlayStation 4 games. Um, I've platinumed it. Uh, that I liked it so much. So I'm excited to see it. The new gameplay system with the rifts and pulling the rifts closer looked really cool, and it looks like it's going to take advantage of the. Uh, special SSD that the PlayStation is going to be using uh, to do that type of movement that quickly. So that's exciting to me. I think this is going to be yeah. a really good game. I mean, as someone who got the Platinum within the last couple of weeks, I'm totally with you on that regard that the Ratchet & Clank game that came out on the PS4 was a fantastic experience. I think this really, it, 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 it fills a niche that PlayStation can fill that Microsoft and other platform won't. Well, I mean, everyone short of Nintendo isn't able to fill of having a family-friendly protagonist that you know it and like you said with the transitions between like all of those transitions between full planets because all the way that those games work on in previous in, uh iterations is that you would travel to the planet the entire hub world would open up like the entire world would load and you'd have free reign without there being another load screen your travel mm -hmm. between worlds was that load screen we saw that load time now it was a second or two in yeah. terms of some of those transitions yeah. between full environments, which is just insane to me. Uh, I know that I've been very critical thus far, but I, I will say, I, I tweeted this out at the time that I was watching this. I feel like this was a missed opportunity to announce a like PlayStation crossover platformer game. Because yeah. the whole conceit of this game is that he's traveling between various dimensions. And it's like, wouldn't it have been that much more exciting if at the very end, instead of the white ratchet it was like sly cooper or, or one knack. of those other characters or knack even yeah i'm 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 still thinking that will happen i'd rather them not spoil those moments in a trailer 
save yeah. that for the game because those those are the things that PlayStation fans will be really excited about. That it's it's one of those things of if they showed us that in the trailer, then you expect Knack to be playable or whatever the case might be. If they save it for the game, it's just a fun little Easter egg that everyone's going to get to enjoy when the game comes out. So yeah, if, if if it was me, I'm I'm glad they're marketing it the way they are. If crossovers like that do happen in this game, I think it's a I think it's right for cameos. And I hope we do see cameos in other worlds and made them traveling to other PlayStation universes. We'll see. Um, the White Lombax, as you brought up, uh, I'm curious to learn more about that White Lombax. It reminds me of the uh, White, uh, the Ghost Spider. Is that what they call uh, uh, Spider Gwen? Spider Gwen. Yeah, it's a Ghost Spider. So that's the first thing I thought when I saw her. I assume them, them, they. they. Until you know, it's it's probably better to use those pronouns yeah no that's fair that's fair uh the, my biggest issue with the game is that ratchet and clank seems to have completely drifted away from the uh raunchy names pun on words because uh rift yeah. away does not have anything to do with uh rift apart rift apart sorry rift apart does not have anything to do like some of the older games it's still punny though right because it's a it's a play on ripped apart because we see ratchet and clank separated right so ripped apart or rift drift apart drift apart or drift apart yeah like yeah but it, it seems like it seems more like it's 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 not that they're naturally drifting it's more like they're being torn apart yeah. and having having to come back together is probably a major plot point in the game so this is um a bit of slight speculation on my part but uh if you watch uh the footage of the game that aired after the trailer there is some sort of new uh weapon or item in the game that allows ratchet to kind of quickly teleport over to another section of the map basically by means of like a like quickly created portal yeah almost like a grapple is it, well i was gonna say do you think that potentially this is teasing some sort of vr iteration of this game because as we all know being able to instantaneously teleport to one spot is a very common technique employed in vr to prevent people from getting motion sick and whatnot i've been saying for a long time i want ratchet and clank in vr especially after seeing um Astrobot in play. I think a Ratchet and Clank in VR would actually work really, really well. Uh, the teleportation potentially. Uh, I thought that. So I don't know. We'll see. And Insomniacs dip their toes in VR. Uh, they're yeah. probably Sony's biggest studio, I think, at this point, uh, besides London Studios, uh, which has done VR. Japan. I mean, Japan Studios did yeah. Astrobot, right? Yeah. Japan Studios did Astrobot. Uh, but I know before the purchase, they were working on several Oculus games. I believe for the VR Oculus platforms. and Facebook, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's move on to what I thought was going to be a final fantasy and quickly found out it wasn't a final fantasy, but I'm still intrigued. It's close. Yeah. Project Athia. What are mm -hmm. you guys thoughts? It looks very pretty. I want to know more. Gives yeah. me serious, uh, like kingdom hearts vibes, just from the fact that it's not a traditional RPG. It's going to be sort of an action RPG, presumably with some of the traversal we saw. Mm -hmm. So I'm down for that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's expected that Square Enix is going to have some original projects and that it's not just going to be all uh, new IP. Uh, but, sorry, old IP, I meant to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, want to know more. Yeah. Um, I think this is the longest time that we've gone without a Final Fantasy being announced, actually, because we've released Final Fantasy VII Remake and we have no idea what a, what's coming up next. And that's probably for the best, honestly. Don't tell us so you're close to being ready this time. Yeah. Um, uh, with everything going on. But uh, getting uh, back to Project Athia, I think it looks really unique. Uh, Gary Witta from Kind of Funny slash... Um, uh, one of the head Rogue writers one. of Star Wars Rogue One. Yeah, yeah Rogue One um, is uh, leading the writing team for the game, I believe, they, he said. That is correct. So, That's pretty cool. 
yeah so that's really cool I'm, that. I'm excited to know more i like gary as a writer uh so yeah no i i definitely want to know more it's very pretty and uh, another cool looking female protagonist as well all right let's move on to stray uh from not a fe- this, well it might be female protagonist but it's a this cat. this one looks dope i'm yeah. really excited about this see this one didn't do much for me I just love the idea is so outlandish and weird. It's like that one game that was on the PS3 where you played as animals. I Tokyo can't remember Jungle. What, yeah, it yeah. kind of gave me those vibes a little bit. And just I love the the cyberpunk world that they're in when there's just a cat. I'm really intrigued, and I think also part of my excitement with that is it doesn't look like it's going to be like a full price game. So I'm more I'll be more invested in picking it up because I can get like a smaller experience out of it. Or at least that's what I'm inferring from it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. being it's being published by Annapurna Interactive, and they've typically done some of those smaller story-driven yeah. action-adventure type experiences. So that's totally what I'm expecting as well. Annapurna has yeah. got a great name with me, so anything they put their label on, I want to check out. I think, uh, like Alex talked about, the world looks really intriguing, like the no humans. And I watched yeah. that trailer three times, and I was paying attention to the graffiti on the walls and like RIP humans and no escape uh, that you saw all over the place. And I want to know kind of what happened to that world. Uh, I don't like cats necessarily. Uh, I have <laughs> a negative God. feeling towards them. Uh, but if I have to play as one, I guess so. So, But I, I want to know more. I want to know more about that game. Cozy, anything? I mean, I'm hoping that playing as a cat is a lot of fun at the very least. I think that there's a, a possibility with this game to make a game that's you know, touches on some really serious, intriguing, subversive themes and also is completely and utterly ludicrous and ridiculous at the same time. Uh, well, you mentioned Tokyo Jungle earlier, Alex. One mm-hmm. thing that I loved about that game is that, like, all the, like, fun little scenarios you could get yourself into, like, you could basically breed two pigs together and they would create triplet pig babies and you'd be running around town jumping and basically whenever your animal jumps and you have animals following after it, all those animals jump in synchronicity. And so you have, like, this pig wave that's, like, jumping around everywhere. And it's like, this is just a lot of fun and i i suspect it will probably be not as loony as that uh but i'm intrigued i'm intrigued yeah this is and what's interesting about this game as well is it is sony console exclusive so it's going to come to the ps4 as well as the ps5 and also pc yeah in 2021 so yeah i know so this should be interesting um then we saw another playstation studios logo uh and yeah we we did we were greeted by a housemark game uh returnal Ooh, baby so what so housemark just for if you guys weren't aware uh did super stardust Resogun, matterfall x uh x machina i believe that's the way you say that Resogun's is one of my x machina yeah yeah x machina um Resogun's one of the best playstation games still uh i, I really enjoyed so that being said i was a little disappointed because they moved away from the arcade i know they've moved away from the arcade but that's what i really love from them so but what are you yeah. guys thoughts on returnal no, so, I'm in the same boat as you. I, I like Housemark for their arcade stuff. I'm still, you know, obviously I don't want to be not supportive of them trying new endeavors and approaches to game design, but I feel like this one has a lot to prove with me. So I don't have that experience playing any of Housemarky's other games. Like, I, I want to now play Resogun after hearing that, and I've heard a lot of really good things about it, but I've never played it. So I don't even know what the game is like. So I don't have any of that sort of baggage going into this. This is just, like, what 
they presented as a whole and i think this game looks really intriguing i think it like mitch said when we were watching it together it gives me control vibes um i think that's looks awesome uh i think thematically it looks really just it looks like it's got these like horror elements but not like a direct horror game that i'm just really intrigued to see how it goes it looks just really cool and if it gives me any feelings like if it does anything story-wise like control did i will be very happy because that game did story or did presentation of a story in a really interesting way and that's what the vibes i was getting from this trailer yeah i i echo everything alex said i i love everything i've played from housemark going back to things like dead nation and super stardust so to see them depart from what has been their bread and butter is something that I was apprehensive about at first and seeing this trailer I'm I was just I just want I just have something to add to this that I didn't know about this game before. So I'm on the PlayStation website like the press conference thing about this and Returnal break the cycle of chaos as always changing alien planet is in this third person roguelike shooter. Yeah. Ooh. I didn't know it was a roguelike. That's actually yeah, really I, intriguing. I, I, we we knew there we knew there was a death okay we knew there was a death loop to it in terms of you were going to die and come back and things were going to change and be different so it it, i think that's it's definitely yeah it crosses a lot of boxes for me in terms of the style of games i like it looks beautiful uh it almost looks like it could be running i i mean this is speculative but they're the i think the wikipedia page says it's running on, on on unreal and if it's on unreal if this is anything to do with unreal 5 i'm I'm totally in. Like, this looks like it's going to play really well. There's still the shooter aspect of it, so it may still have a lot of that ingrained housemark DNA to it in terms of the, the shooting mechanics, and I'm 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 sold. I need to play this. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know anything about the engine that it's running on, but if you recall, you know, one of the things that was incredibly appealing about Resogun back during the launch of the PlayStation 4 was that it was this really great graphical showcase that had all these neat little voxely explosion effects so i i I mean i know it's kind of like not particularly original to say i'm looking forward to the graphics in this playstation 5 game but knowing their reputation knowing their history i'd have to imagine this is going to be quite stunning when it releases yeah i i think this is going to be a good game that being said i need to see more of it i don't know if it's going to fill my jam quite yet um but yeah i want to see more so we got another PlayStation Studios logo. We're getting hit left and right with those. And we have a return of a PlayStation mascot that seems like he's been sitting out forever. Sorry, can I, can I, can I before we move on to the next game, I do have a, a press release from Epic about the Unreal oh, yeah. Engine and about developers shining at the PS5 showcase. One of the yep. games listed there is Returnal. So it is running on Unreal Engine, presumably okay. UV5. But that's speculative yeah. at this point. I'd assume so, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, so sorry, let's uh, jump back in. Sackboy makes his big return in a big adventure uh, without the Little Big Planet branding. So there's going to be none of the create, none of the create play share, which I think is a good move, to be honest. Yeah, you've got your sort of marquee, like, creating game now with Dreams that I don't know if you need to have a second one, though I know Little Big Planet has the legacy to it. I, I think just, like, let Dreams kind of be that be that game now and then have the Sackboy who is 
who for a long time during the PS3 generation was undoubtedly the mascot of PlayStation, let him kind of role, have that role as like being a mascot, mascot platformer. Yeah, th- this yep. is our second uh, mascot platformer that we've seen this show at this point. I'm excited to see Sackboy back. The gameplay almost looks like a Super Mario 3D World-esque, which I won't hold against it because I don't like that game. Uh, hopefully this is better than 3D game. World. Uh, mm. I'm, not, I'm not a big 3D World fan. I always found the jumping really off, uh, and it was hard to be uh, precise in it. I mean, interesting uh, Interesting about this game is that it's being developed by Sumo Digital, who made Little Big Planet 3, which was not well-received yeah. overall. Uh, and it, I mean, I'm still on the Unreal site, and, and it's also a game running on Unreal, which yeah, it's just a neat tidbit. I think if it's a fun platformer and they give you the costumes and then you can get the costumes and change them, it'll be good. Sumo Digital has done good work. I didn't love Little Big Planet three. I'm a big Little Big Planet fan typically, and I platinum Little Big Planet three, but it just it, there were issues with it. It wasn't yeah. the same. Uh, to what capacity do you think this game will allow you to like create levels and none sort of zero no none zero Hmm. i think you'll get i think there'll be bubbles with parts and costumes for customization of your sack boy i don't think there's going to be any level creation i'm interested in it um i like platformers but uh you know i'll see when it comes out uh if i'm if there's anything else worth playing i'll probably play that first this is a great one to play with the fiance or to play with the kids yeah, I think uh, my kids will go wild for this one. Uh, I, think I think I'm going to have a really fun time excited. playing it with my fiance. So. Uh, Sackboy is great. Glad to see him back. Uh, let's uh, treat him with a little more respect. Uh, need to <laughs> lean on these properties that we have a little bit better. So I'm glad to see them bring him back. So next we're going to jump into, as Cozy had mentioned, Destruction All-Stars. And I wish I could take credit for this nickname, Fortnite. It, it looks like Fortnite, with which cars. I can't hold it against it, I guess. But, you know. Just that art style kind of... It, it makes me have a pathology response. Just like I, I feel like I go into uh, fight or flight when I see Fortnite stuff, so I don't know. And presumably it's more often flight than fight. Yeah, I just so, need um, to get away from it. Fun fact, I was actually making bread while I was watching the PlayStation 5 press conference. Uh, and this is... I, so, like, there would be occasions where I would kind of look away from the screen and like not pay complete attention to what was going on there. I think this is the what the single trailer that I paid attention the least to. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm watching the trailer right now as we're doing this uh, podcast and huh, all right. Uh, it's like I'm watching it for the first time and I mean it doesn't look terrible, but so we don't, don't know much, much to say. We don't know much about it. it's coming from Lucid Games. They're uh, in, uh, they made Geometry Wars three dimensions. Uh, they did the port for Ghost uh, Goat Simulator. Um, the co-dev on Need for Speed Payback. So they're not huge. They have a little bit of racing pedigree to them. Uh, Grand Theft Auto uh, Liberty Stories as well for a mobile port. Um, I'm curious to see what they can do here. My question is, is this going to be a free-to-play? Because That this would seems be like, really smart. This seems like a... Yeah, I'm like going to say. A, a put, put it free-to-play on the system when it comes out. Uh, like it's very Rocket League-esque, but more combat-focused because there's no ball to it. We've seen yeah. a lot of battle royales, but this could be really interesting. It looks like you can get out of the car and try and hijack other people's cars too, which gives it a really interesting uh, narrative as well. So, yeah, I don't it's know. Another, I, it's just another exclusive to the system, which I think is great. Like, yeah. they're coming out and showing all these games that are, you can only play on the PlayStation 5, which is the right approach. Yeah, I know. So I, I, I want to see more from it. I want to see the pricing scheme for it, because if it's free, I think it could actually do very, very well. Or maybe it's a PlayStation Plus title. Or, yeah, PlayStation Plus launch. It worked like really well Rocket for League. Rocket League, right? So, 
Uh, hopefully we'll get a little more information on that one soon. Um, so let's bridge into Kina Bridge of Spirits. Kina or Kena? So it was never pronounced. I don't think we have a proper verbiage of it yet. I was saying Kena, but I'm... I was just... saying Kina. It could be Kena. It, I don't know. It doesn't matter. So I think this looked really cool, and this was one of the big uh, surprises. It's a smaller indie game, but I thought those little black creatures looked adorable. It had a Pikmin feel to it. But at the same time, while we were watching the reveal, um, and I said this, it gave me um, j uh, feelings of Jade from... Uh, um, Beyond Good and Evil. Beyond Good and Evil. Thank you. Uh, that mm -hmm. slipped my head. You're welcome. Uh, with the combat, with her staff. and uh, So I, I don't know. I think this looks really good. It's very pretty. It looks like a good good adventure game. Uh, uh, it gave... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, oh I was just going to say, like you were saying Pikmin. It was giving me Overlord vibes, which is a game that I dearly, dearly miss from the previous generation and so anything that kind of makes me feel like that will be good. Also, when it comes to the visual style, it looks like a Pixar movie, which yeah. I'm all for. Like, it just looks super stylistic, and I I love that type of animation. This is one uh, of People the... have noted the... Sorry, I just want to say people have noted the Pikmin aspects of those uh, small little creatures. Interested to see, like, how Pikmin-like it is, because it's been a while since we've gotten a Pikmin game. Mm -hmm. and I kind of want more of them. Yeah, I'm curious. I, I want to know more about this game, uh, like a lot of the games on this list. So, uh, And this is something that my kids grasped onto. My, my wife's on. She saw those little cute black things. Um, as RRRB25 in the uh, Twitch chat says, those creatures look so adorable. Uh, they look like they're fun sidekicks. So I want to see more. Uh, yeah. Give me more of Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, or Kina. Yeah. And yeah, also tell me how to say it. Yeah, fun fun fact about the developer actually, Ember Labs. They this is I think the first game they've developed. They're best known for having made a short film uh, based in the Legend of Zelda universe about the origin oh. of Skull Kid from Majora's Mask, which has something like oh, twenty yeah. million views or something. I've never actually seen it. Yeah. Um, but not, they, not they, like an official video, like a fan. No, video, no, right? like a fan fan made short, yeah. like five minute thing. Um, but this this game was probably the apart from spider-man the highlight of the show for me because it's not something i expected and it just it gave off serious vibes of things like ori in the blind forest and cameo from the 360 days it just it looked fun and that's the mm -hmm. kind of thing that i'm definitely looking for and it, it just looked like a, it looked like a mitch ass game and I'm so excited to play it. This studio working on the Majora's Mask uh, video beforehand, it's like uh, that guy that made the Metroid 2 remake and then went to go and work on the Ori games. So I think we're going to see some serious... Like, if, they, if they're such big fans of Zelda, we're probably going to get serious Legend of Zelda vibes from it as well, and I'm totally in for it. Okay, so let's move on to what I think was the most visually striking game because it was just completely different, but Goodbye Volcano High. Oh, I don't God. know what this game is. I don't know what the gameplay is going to be like. Is it is it a point and click, uh, which I would love? Uh, is it more of an adventure? I don't know, but God damn it, it looked interesting. My best guess is Dinosaur Dating Sim, but I don't know. It looks like a real easy platinum. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, so here's the thing. Uh, in all seriousness, I'm sure it's probably great. I will say the like high school life simulation game the bar has been set very high on that subgenre by experiences like persona for example which yeah. we were discussing amongst ourselves a bit earlier so or even narrative driven yeah. experiences like um oh, what's like the game? strange that's the one 
Yeah, Life is Strange. I'm interested in seeing, like, I think a great way for this game to kind of differentiate itself from past experiences is how much it leans into the dinosaur aspect of it. I'm, I'm hoping that the kind of whole dinosaur aspect of the game is more than just, like, a surface aesthetic choice. I think so. Alex, any thoughts on it? Um, this game has... I don't really have any real interest in this game. It looks very... Like, I obviously, we don't know what the game is going to be like, but just the aesthetic of it, it looks like furries. Um, it looks like that art style, and that just, like, really kind of rubs me the wrong way. I don't want to be super disparaging to the game, because I'm sure the people who are making it are putting a lot of heart and soul into it. I just, I don't think I'm going to be at all interested in it. I hope I don't ever have to see it again. If it doesn't well, end you'll have to see it again, probably. If it, if it doesn't end with an asteroid wiping out literally everybody in the game, then I'm going to be disappointed. If that happens, I'll play it. So I think that's very likely to happen, actually, because they foreshadow the asteroid in the You logo. see it in the logo and everything, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you guys, are you guys too young to have watched the show Dinosaurs by Jim Henson? I mean, I've seen enough of it. Yeah, I, I'm aware of it. I watched uh, it as a kid. Spoiler alert, the last episode ends with the extinction yeah. of all the dinosaurs. Yeah. With an See, the problem is, is in the age, in like the cynical age of the internet, that's like the one fact about that show that I know the most. Because I feel like every every few months, somebody's like, "Hey, do you guys remember how the end, how dinosaurs ended? Here's yeah. the clip." And it's like, well, <laughs> I know more about this last five minutes of the show than I do about any other part of the show. Yeah, so. and just just the last thing to say about Goodbye Volcano High is it's uh, PS5, PS4, Steam, and coming in 2021. Yeah, uh, so be on the lookout for that unless you're Alex, and then try and avoid it. Um, so then we jumped into an odder title, Odd World. Uh, yeah. I lost it here. Soulstorm. 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 Yeah. Thank you. My mouse uh, wheel doesn't work properly. There we go. Odd World Soulstorm. Um, and it's going to be uh, PS5, like a PlayStation exclusive, also Microsoft Windows uh, 2020 launch. Uh, do, do you guys have anything for the Odd World games? No. Never played no. them. I played the uh, remake of the first one. Uh, I believe it was Abe's Odyssey for the PlayStation 4. I was like, I get it, but I don't love it. So I'm curious to see what they do here. This looks like more destruction lemming-esque uh, where you got to save all of them and keep as many of the people alive as you get them to escape from being slaves. So, but I don't think we've got much to say there. Nope. Um, I think it's, um, I will say it is kind of impressive that this is like a PlayStation one era, like platforming series that has somehow managed to survive to the modern day. Yeah. Very few. Um, and it's not PlayStation branded. Um, it's owned by another company. Um, the IP is owned by another company, but the fact that right. they're still producing them to this point is impressive. So, um, yeah, let's see more about Odd World Soulstorm uh, as it comes out. I don't think we're going to spend too much time talking about it. Nope. So, one of the big surprises of the show was that we now we know Bethesda wasn't having an event, but yeah. that we saw Ghostwire Tokyo because I didn't expect that. But the big surprise, and I don't even think it was in the trailer; it came out after it the was, fact. Yeah, yeah this is out later. This is a timed console exclusive for the PS5. Which, is, Which huge. is crazy, yeah. So uh, we don't know the timing on it yet. The deals hasn't been. We just know it's the time. They don't know. Haven't said how long it's going to stay off uh, or stay exclusive so, to PS Five. So my assumption with it is that it is coming in twenty twenty one. Well, that's confirmed because yeah, Death Loop yeah. Death Loop is coming twenty twenty, and is so it, it is. Uh, oh, we uh, can confirm that. Okay, I it is. Uh, I I retweeted their their tweet that said it's coming twenty twenty. 
but with just the way that Bethesda has released games, they usually do one in the fall, one in the spring. So I could see Ghostwire coming out by like May or or April because just uh, just on the way that Bethesda has released their games from their from their studios. So there's there's a very solid chance that it be, could be coming uh, spring 2021. Okay, that's very likely. Hot take: This game actually really impressed me a lot. It looks gameplay-wise really unique, and I'm interested to see more of it. Would you not say so? Because the impression that I got online is that it was people were kind of split. Whereas I would say, I mean, yeah, I think it's unique in the same way. But I would say that I'm positive towards this uniqueness. Uh, I I was thinking it looks more like a sci-fi action game than it does a horror game, which is what I initially thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, so I'm actually a little more intrigued by it now because it looks less spooky and more almost, I want to say it gave me Persona vibes a little bit, especially with the Tokyo connection. Uh, maybe not Persona, but just like like a, a world similar to that. So I'm a little disappointed that it seems like they're going away from the, the horror vibes because that first trailer that they showed in 2018 looks so cool. Or was it 2019? I don't remember which year it was shown. 2019. 2019. Yeah, yeah okay. it was last year because okay. that's when they announced it. Right. Okay. Either way, like that trailer that they showed was so cool of showing like the this the Tokyo being like raptured essentially. Like there's just like clothing and stuff falling to the ground and like everyone just kind of disappears. It gave me these really really horror vibes to it that coming from that studio that did Evil Within, that's what I was expecting. And so not getting that or seemingly not getting that i'm a little disappointed in that i'm still i still think the game looks cool i just was kind of expecting a little bit more do you do you think that has anything to do with the fact that the creative director ikumi nakamura left the company last year um i think by the might have been a change in direction that that had her choose to leave creative differences maybe Maybe, but I feel like, depending, I mean, we don't know what the, the dev cycle for that game is, but I feel like by the time that she left that the game was probably already, like, well into development. So, like, maybe maybe it had some effect to it, but I, I can't say how much. The, the only thing I find interesting is when she announced she was leaving Bethesda, she actually posted her LinkedIn with the tweet saying she was leaving. So, presumably, she it wasn't leaving to go find something else. There was something that... I mean, it's totally speculative. Something creatively or professionally forced her out, which is unfortunate because we all remember her on yeah. uh, on the E3 stage being super excited mm-hmm. about showing us this game. So if she was so excited, why choose to leave the company? But who knows? She won E3 last year. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. So I don't know. I, I want to see more from Ghostwire Tokyo, like a lot of these games here. Um, I, I will say they've won me more over because of the less spookiness of it. So, I don't know. I guess where's your audience and where's it going to make the most money? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, then we've got Jet the Far Shore. This is uh, from Super Brothers. Do you guys have any idea what this game is? If it's anything like Super Brothers, then it's a story-based, point-and-click, narrative-driven experience, which I'm fine with. It, mm-hmm. I, I need Again, I need to see more. It's coming holiday 2020. So presumably it's launch window. We're just gonna have to wait and see more, I think. But Sword and Sorcery was really, really good. So I like the uh, art style of this trailer, and so that's made me pretty intrigued with it. So then we got the next big, uh, the first PS5 game that was announced, Godfall. So we're seeing more content from Godfall. Uh, we actually saw some gameplay in action, and during the PC show yesterday, they 
uh, did a lot more gameplay for it actually and it seems to be winning a lot of people over in terms of uh, how the gameplay is performing it went from this is just going to be a launch game to I might actually want to play this um, from what I'm hearing the reaction online what are your guys thoughts on Godfall I did not watch this video and I didn't watch anything from the PC gaming show what Bethesda has done to their developers is awful and I will no longer support them as a company Gearbox it, it, this is Gearbox Gearbox sorry you know what I meant I mean I I, I mean you're still totally correct by the yeah. way but no I, I knew I used the wrong name it's Gearbox but I don't support them as a company at this point so I'm I'm out I mean this game didn't interest me anyway so so we'll just move on from the studio that brought us Hyperlight Drifter we're getting Solar Ash another Anna Perenna interactive I need it to looks, go back to Hyperlight Drifter and finish it. It looks very much in that style, and I'm I'm all for it. I can't wait. I'm glad that they. I'm just. I'm glad with this press conference, just in general, that they have like a good assortment of big experiences and sort of smaller experiences. And this looks like it's going to be falling in line with the smaller ones. And mm -hmm. so I'm I'm glad that they've varied that up quite a bit. Uh, I haven't played Hyperlight Drifter yet, so. I, 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 that's definitely one of those things where I'm going to want to try out Hyperlife Drifter before I try out this one because it, it se this seems like one of those like secret sequels where there actually are connections to the previous game that are going to be kind of like buried within this experience and I wouldn't want to spoil myself in that regard. Yeah, so Solar Ash isn't a new announcement and when they first announced the game they said it, it is in oh. a shared universe with Hyperlife Drifter so there's definitely oh, okay. going to be some tie-in for sure. That's coming next year. Solar Ash uh, looks pretty cool. So, one of the things I didn't expect that we'd see this show was another Hitman game, because I feel like we just got Hitman 2 recently. And then there was the whole correct? kerfuffle between IO and uh, WB, right? That yeah. happened before Hitman 2 came out, though. Right, but I figured it was going to impact the timelines for Hitman 3. Apparently, I was wrong. So, Hitman 2 came out in 2018, so it's been two years. Oh, it's been years. a little bit. Okay. Yeah, and these games Ooh. these games do run on the same... It looks like this one's running on the same engine as well. And so, I'm going to be honest. Like, it looks great. I love Hitman. I Hitman is, like, one of those sleeper franchises that's, like... I th The more I think about it, the more I think it's, like... It's one of my favorite game series. Just, they've constantly... Like, every game is really good. Even Absolution, which was in comparison to the other ones not super great i still really enjoyed it um yeah i'm excited for it but it also looks like it's gonna be more hitman and you know what i'm all for that yeah we also know it is coming to current gen consoles as well so to your point alex it probably is still running on the same engine there probably isn't going to be as much to sell it as a next gen experience as there are some of the other games we've talked about yeah it's also coming really soon um, yeah, I was a little shocked uh, by the date that they put on it. I thought, oh, well, if we're getting Hitman, it'll be a little better. It looked pretty. Uh, Hitman's one of those games I've really never played. It was free on the Hitman reboot. The was first free one was on PS Plus. Yeah. yeah. So I, I dove into it a little bit and had a bit of fun, but uh, other things got in the way. Uh, but this could be something that is really cool. I don't know. It was, it was glad to see it. I'm glad to see IO Interactive is still producing games they're kind of a fairy tale story and how they've managed to keep that um ip mm -hmm. uh, especially with the different uh purchases and development deals that they've had because uh, yeah. they were able to get back from square enix um which surprise sorry yeah it was square not wb you're right yeah uh, wb so, produced hitman 2 that's where the oh that's where i got from. it from okay yeah yeah 
So they got they got the licensing back for it after they left um, after they left Square Enix, and then they went and produced Hitman Two, which I don't think was a huge seller, but must have done well enough because they're doing Hitman Three and they're surviving. Yeah. So good on that. One of the, one of the things I think is really interesting just about this announcement is they talk about how this is going to be the end of the the Hitman trilogy that they've been. Wor- I can't remember what exactly the wording was. Assassination said, trilogy. Yeah, it was that. They said it's yeah. going to be the end, which I wonder if that means that when hitman 2 or hitman 3 comes out maybe they might work on a new ip like i that would I be interesting just, yeah, yeah I, I would love to see what they could do because they've proven they, themselves well with hitman i was gonna ask like what other things have they worked on did they work on kane and lynch let me let me look it up but i really only know io from from hitman, hitman. they've been working on hitman for like a bazillion years i don't even know what since the ps2 been, right yeah yeah, yeah. And it's like, I mean, they've been, yes, as a result did, of them... They yeah, did Kane work on Kane and Lynch, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, as a result of them working almost exclusively on Hitman, they've been able to kind of, like, hone that craft and keep the series at a consistently high level of quality, but obviously I think we're all incredibly intrigued by the idea of, let's see what else they can do. Yeah, let them stretch their wings a little bit, come back to the Hitman franchise, give it five years, work on something else. They're one of the only companies that actively make stealth games, and that's a genre that is very, very much in demand right now. Or not demand, but there's not enough of them. And so I want them to make a new I want them to make a new stealth game that's not Hitman. I'm gonna speculate okay. something that you're gonna see in July, Alex, and you're gonna be really happy. Yubi's gonna come out and announce a new Splinter Cell game for next gen. I doubt it. I really don't see them doing it. If they do it, I will lose my mind because Splinter Cell <laughs> is fucking awesome. Is Assassin's right. Creed considered stealth? Not anymore. Mm, not, r- not, not really. Anymore. Especially not after Odyssey. I was going to say, the new one apparently is like bringing self back to the series in a slightly larger capacity than Odyssey. Yeah. But At I'm least also, that's what I understand. But I'm also talking about games that are like pure stealth. Like there's no like action. Like it's like just completely derived on stealth. Like you can't really play the game another way. Like like Metal Gear Solid. Well, you can play Metal Gear Solid another way, but it's it's designed with stealth in mind, like Metal Gear Solid, like Splinter Cell, and so and like Hitman. So I just I want more. Give me more stealth action games. I feel like I need to jump back into Hitman because I think I'd enjoy that. Uh, uh, I have a, a, a life hack for you, then Nathan. If you are, you can download the demo for Hitman Two, and you can okay. play the entirety of Hitman One in the Hitman Two engine. Um, all right, so let's talk. Um about Astro's Playroom with we got another PlayStation logos from Japan Studios. It's Astrobot and he's not in VR, but he is built into every PS5. Any thoughts I mean, on it? I'm really happy. If this is like uh Welcome Park on the Vita, there's going to be trophies attached. Well, I was going to say like <laughs> the Playroom that came with the PlayStation 4, not Right, yeah, or Mark. like Playroom on the PlayStation 4, correct. But you probably this... won't get a platinum then, cozy. I mean, well, it remains to be seen. I think that the Sony of today is a wiser, savvier one than the one that... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this feels like the first time in a long time that we've seen a game actually, like, come with the console when you buy it. So you don't, like, theoretically, you don't need to buy any games when this comes out because you'll have Astrobot. We have no idea if how long this experience is going to mm-hmm. be. But it looked like a full-fledged game, and it looked awesome. I never got to play yeah. the original Astrobot. Yeah, it looks great. I don't, uh, I don't all trophy PSVR, but... jokes aside, it looks great. If you're yeah, buying a PlayStation great. 5, you're buying Miles Morales. It doesn't matter if there's a packing game. Come on. Yeah, yeah. but like the but the packing game, like just I think that's a really interesting thing because we haven't I seen know, that in a console for a long time. 
So it's probably the Xbox 360. Yeah, no. So I, I'm really interested in Astrobot. I love um, Astrobot um, for PSVR. I think it's probably one of the best PSVR games in a lot of ways. It's the Mario 64 VR and what it does with VR. Um, it's that good. So uh, I, I'm a little disappointed that it's not VR and we're not using him in VR. And I don't know if it's going to have that same impact to it. But Astrobot's a great character. And that's family game three of three. So we seem to be heading some good pace in here. We're about to get into it. Um, is it Little Devil Inside? Oh, I was talking about Bug Snacks. But we can talk about Little Devil Inside that's first. That's near the end. Yeah. I'm good to skip the next two games they talk about and go straight into Bug Snacks. But that's just me. Uh, oh, I can't wait for Bug Snacks. We'll get there. All right. Um, Little Devil Inside uh, looks like a neat art style adventure game. I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on it? Yeah, honestly, it gave me Wind Waker vibes in like yep. the best possible way. That's pretty much what I got to say. Also, there was a guy on the toilet in the game. That was weird. Yeah, he's weird this too. Trailer a lot. It was weird too because you you were talking about toilet humor and then they showed him on a toilet almost perfectly yeah. in sync and it was great. I enjoyed this trailer a lot. Uh, I like the... Uh, this is kind of a really random detail, but I like the animation on the character's eyes. I felt like it makes They're him look really expressive. kind of lively. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm looking forward to learning more about it. Yeah. Um, this is one of those ones where I want to play. I think it looks really neat, an interesting lifestyle, and he seems to be moving between an old man in a town and his maybe younger version of him and on an adventure. Uh, so I don't know. It could be really interesting storytelling wise. Uh, we can yada yada NBA 2K21. It looks very pretty. Uh, does anybody yeah. have anything to say on NBA 2K21 uh, or 20? Lots of sweat like, and the ray tracing yeah. on the floor looked good. Yeah, it feels the, like the first time I wasn't bored by a by a sports game announcement through one of these press conferences. Like I'm not interested in the game, but I wasn't like bored out of my mind with it. So you know what? Good job, Sony. Yeah, I, I thought the boards looked really good um this is gonna be one of those games where we talk about racing games where if they can pull it off right this is gonna be a game you can show off to your friends if you're interested yep. in sports uh, yep. to see how good it looks now let's get to the what i think was game of the show bug snacks so let's uh do some talking about them bug snacks see the problem with this game there aren't any actual problems with this game but the problem with this game is that it became too popular too fast I feel like this game needed to have a bit more of a slow burn. I feel like now the game is going to come out. Everyone's going to be like, eh, I'm over it. The song got old. It's the, it's the goose game syndrome is what I'm, I'm chalking it up to. It's like everyone saw that and they're like, that's the such a weird idea for a game. I'm in. And then it became a meme. And then it's going to. I, I don't think it'll fizz out until after the game comes out. But like, I, I, I'm being, like, semi-sarcastic here. I, I'm yeah. sure that the game would be great and that people will have a lot of fun with it. And it's coming yeah. from the been... developer behind Octodad, which was also a real weird, goofy game that people seem to enjoy. I never played it. Uh, the premise of this, though, it's just... This looked like something someone came up with while they were on a high. And I love it. Um, yeah, I loved Octodad, Dadliest Catch. Um, that was one of my first PS4 games. Um, and it was just so absurd like the absurdist humor and it was beautiful um so i loved it uh quick note too one of the writers on the game or she helped with scripting at least uh former uh what's good games alexa ray korea oh nice oh, i didn't was know that. involved in that isn't um, this also a um a gen pop game if i'm not uh, mistaken, pop agenda i thought the pop agenda that's yeah what it is a pop agenda yeah. yeah i think yeah. this was hello dinosaur thing was um, I think there was a couple, they had a few games in here, which shout out to them for having some real good representation in this presentation. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, I want to play more bug snacks or I want to see more bug snacks. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, 
I just want to say last thing. Like, I think that this game speaks to the importance of having like a really neat, uh, addictive core concept at the center of your game because like, and, and I don't mean this in a harsh way, but like graphically, not the prettiest game we saw in this press conference. You know, looks a little bit on the so-so <coughs> side, but like its gameplay, its again humor, its song, I feel allowed it to kind of pull through and stand up above games that arguably look way 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 better than it i dropped the lamp with my weenie hands and now the forest's on fire like i i got serious cloudy with the chance of meatball vibes from this and i love those movies and carmen loves those movies one of our first dates was going to see that movie so mm. as soon as this comes out we're both gonna want to play it so it looks it looks adorable i'm in we're nearing the end of all these games but let's go back to a beginning and talk about demon souls and the start of the souls franchise so we've got a Demon Souls remake. Uh, it looks. Are you guys excited? So I never got to play Demon Souls. I'm very like I'm very like I dip my toes in the the Souls franchise. I don't love them, but like I I don't hate them either. Uh, just seeing the comparative screenshots from the PS3 version to the PS4 version or PS5 version, it looks insane. The amount of detail that's in this game. I think those games have like such an amazing art style to them that. I might give Demon Souls a try. I'm not a big Souls guy personally, so I'm glad people are excited. Uh, I'm probably not going to play it, but I'm glad to hear people are loving it. So yeah, uh, cozy. Anything on Demon Souls? I, so like after uh, the PlayStation Five press conference, I was playing uh, some online games with some other friends, and I was asking them like, so what exactly is the deal with Demon Souls? Because like my impression of Demon's Souls is that it was sort of like the prenatal Souls game, that it was sort of like the test bed where From Software kind of tests out their ideas before they fully executed on them uh, with to the greatest extent of their ability with Dark Souls. And they were kind of explaining to me that like, no, 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 Dark's, Demon's Souls was Dark Souls. It more or less was the same exact kind of game in terms of mood, atmosphere, gameplay. It just was a different IP, a different universe, etc. And learning that makes me happy because, like, yeah, for a long time, I'm like, I don't understand why people are excited for Demon Souls. Like, it feels like being excited for Marathon instead of Halo, to mm -hmm. use like a point of comparison. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good comparison. But it seems like, in fact, that's not the relationship with the rest of the Soulsborne games. It seems like it actually is right up there with them. And in, in that case, I mean, remains to be seen whether I'll get it, but I am definitely more excited than I was. Uh, before. Okay. Mitch, anything on Demon Souls for you? I echo everything you said, Nathan. It's not my jam. I'm not looking forward to it. It's good that we know what's coming next from Blue Point Games in conjunction with Japan Studio, but it's not for me. I know there's a lot of people excited about it, though. If I've yeah. got one comment on this game, it's, and it's not on the game, it's on the developer. Sony needs to put a ring on that finger of Blue Point Games. Yeah. That would be They're, a good idea. They've, They've shown yeah. themselves as just such a high quality porting developer that like I just I want them to do this for every game, basically. Yeah. Like, it, like it's time, Sony, just like bring them to PlayStation Studios permanently. Yeah. Like they've worked yeah. enough with them at this point that like I could see it happening. 
Yep. They're even called blue point games, which I feel works well with Sony's aesthetic of using blue a lot. I don't know. I'm excited um, for people who like Demon Souls uh, and the Souls games because I think this will be a good return to form. And I think people who missed it because it was a PS3 exclusive are going to get a chance to play it now that the PS4 fan base has boomed as well. Yeah. So, um, so let's talk Deathloop, uh, another timed this exclusive coming looks this year. Awesome. It looks I'm really good. So excited. Amazing. Arcane Arcane has proven themselves to be one of the best developers working today. I personally think so. I think Dishonored, Dishonored 2, and Prey are incredible games. And Deathloop looks awesome as well. Like, I love the concept of it. I love that 70s pulpy uh, action with, like, the, the narration, uh, just the idea of the time loop. I think it's just, it's hitting all of the right... It's hitting all the right boxes for me. I can't wait for this game. I mean, this game, I agree, this game looks really good. I think that it remains to be seen how deep of an experience they make it in that I can totally see people getting into it and being turned off by how kind of complex of an experience it is if it is like too, like a little bit too much cut from the wool of games like Dishonored, for example. So here's hoping that it's like a little bit light on the uh what's that genre of game called like immersive uh, sim roguelike? like let's yeah. hope that yeah let's hope yeah, that it's just sim. it's a little immersive sim light and not immersive sim heavy because i feel like if it's a little bit heavy it will potentially that will kind of potentially distract from some of the really cool story stuff which this trailer kind of showed off in full capacity Honestly, yep. I, I kind of disagree, though. I hope they go full immersive sim because, like, we don't get those games very often as well as I think that's the reason why stories from, like, Prey and Dishonored 2 uh, hit so hard for me is because it was in this genre of games. So I personally disagree, but we'll have to see. Yeah, Deathloop looks great. It's another timed exclusive, so it's supposed to be out this year. I, I yep. want to get my hands on and play it. It just looks balls-to-the-wall action, and the aesthetic and the characters look amazing in it. I get serious Tarantino vibes from it in the best way possible. Yeah. Well, they've done the Grindhouse theme to it. And exactly. like it's completely Grindhouse. Um, it just Grindhouse, like they've... Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill style. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Everything about it. I love it. So, um, so the biggest not surprise of the show, we've already alluded to it earlier, Resident Evil Village or Resident Evil 8 Village. Do, do we have an official title for that? The I official title Resident is Evil Resident Village. Evil Village. Yeah. The, but eight just in then, the village. Yeah, then 8 it comes yeah in the village uh okay. word yeah v which i gotta v say i love i love the way that they do their titles now for for the mainline resident evil games like the way that they did seven and have the the numbers for seven go in, in evil yeah like i love that i love just it's it's a little thing but i just love the way that they're doing their titles i like that based on that naming scheme people are going to start predicting what resident evil 9 is going to be called yeah oh it's called the fixer because like, it has like an I, I X, X, yeah. Yeah, it's like what they it's like what they do for um for Fast and Furious. Like people speculate yeah. on that. I love it. So, uh, it, so I'm not a big spooky guy. Don't love Resident Evil, um, uh, personally myself. Uh, Mitch, any thoughts on it? I love Resident Evil Four. It feels like we're going a bit more towards that aesthetic as opposed to Ooh. you know the zombie kind of aspect of more traditional Resident Evil games. So if it's sort of a play on what we've seen in terms of, you know, moving towards a more cult-esque story like RE4 did, I'm interested. 
Again, like you, I'm not into the spooky games, especially in first person. You couldn't pay me enough money to play RE7 in VR. Oh uh, my god. It, it has werewolves, which is cool. And it's uh, 2021, so we have to expect, based on their release cadence, it'll be earlier in the year rather than later. So you just brought up something I didn't think about. Is this going to be a VR mode? I hope so. We hmm. don't know much about PSVR on PS5 yet. We're going to have to wait yeah. and see. They did yeah. it for 7, so I could see them doing it for 8. Um, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. It's the same engine, right? So Yeah, it's still the yeah. RE engine. I wonder if they'll do a PSVR expansion. Or I hope like so. There there are like a couple of shots uh from this trailer like the shot where uh the main character is looking up at the three kind of mysterious women in the elaborate mansion where it's like this feels like a very playstation vrs shot where the it's intentionally kind of trying to make you feel small and weak in comparison to these sort of terrible monsters that are towering before you it seems like it would be a good fit for the platform much like seven all right, well, we'll get some more news on that, I am sure, soon, if it's going to be coming out in spring next year. Uh, we don't know that. We don't know spring for sure. That's us oh, being... That's we're assuming That's fair. Yeah. 100% fair. Speculation. 2021, but we assume spring. So I guess yep. we'll see. Um, Pragmata. Uh, the Kojima game that isn't Kojima. Yeah. Uh, it's 2022, the furthest date out that we got this entire thing. And I don't know anything about it besides it looks really cool. Like, does anybody have an inkling about what the game's about? Uh, nope. speculate, I'm speculating that we got this weird rumor or leak from one of the writers of the original Dead Space that he was going to have something in this presentation. This gave me Death Space vibes in terms of it's some weird so, ecosystem on the moon and stuff. So maybe this is did it. Did he confirm? Did he, he did confirm that confirmed. this was his game? No, no, and he deleted that tweet, actually. So. He did, oh. yeah. Yeah. Which adds more cadence to the fact that something in here is coming from one of the writers of Dead Space. If it was going to be anything, I think it's this. But again, totally speculative. But yeah, it looked interesting. I like what Capcom has done in the past with regards to weird, zany, action-y kind of games. So I'm, I'm for it. I'm yeah. excited to see more of this. It looks wild in the best possible way. Like, we made the comparison to Kojima, but I just remember when we were watching it, we kept saying, this gotta be Kojima. Yeah. Like, it looks like the Kojima logo. It isn't, like, it looks like the logo mascot for Kojima Productions a little bit, because it's a spaceman. It just, it looks fucking weird in the best possible way. I love Death Stranding, and so if I, I was really hoping that this was going to be a new Kojima game. It obviously isn't, but... I'm it might very as well interested. Be. It I might mean, as well be. see, I feel like you guys haven't watched enough Hideo Kojima trailers. This didn't start with, like, a Swedish slowcore pop song. And so yeah. the moment... <laughs> so I'm like, well, no, this can't be a Kojima game. Yeah. Uh, but it does look very intriguing. Yeah, I'm interested I agree. More. It's going to be a while before we hear more about this one, I think. But I want to know more. I want to see what the gameplay is. Yeah. Because uh, that I still don't know. Uh, but from a cinematic trailer, very cool. I am a little disappointed that they showed this now. Just like every other game has yeah. been either 2020 or 2021. And so it's like to have something that's not until 2022, it's almost like, well, why'd you do this now? Like, we really didn't need to know about this. Until we also it don't know about it after that trailer. So, it yeah, did, and we're not going to get any like information. It, it didn't need to be there for sure. Yeah, and we're not going to get any information about it anytime soon as well because yeah. of the the date of it. So it's kind of like, think why? 
they were very conservative with dates on this show um unlike the first playstation reveal which some of the games didn't come out to like the end of the life cycle or near the end of the life cycle on some of those games dreams i'm looking at you dreams yeah um so this was a surprise for it to be that far out if i were playstation i would have held off on this one and said we'll put this in like next year's show yeah. uh, when you guys are closer to being ready because i think that cycle is working out better for people uh horizon uh forbidden west so we got saw Holy the playstation logo this crap. is the big game uh we weren't sure what the title what was a gonna surprise be. yeah i don't Everyone think anyone was predicting was this Nobody yeah. predicted it. Um, everybody predicted that there would be a Horizon game. I think that was the safest uh, first-party stable to be out there. I'm actually surprised, not that we saw Horizon, but that we didn't see something, because I believe Gorilla's two teams, and I thought we'd see something from Killzone as well. Honestly, I hope they just let Killzone die. Killzone fucking sucks. Yeah, leave I, Killzone in the Killzone. I like Killzone 3. I think... Sony's lacking a first-person shooter. I did too. I actually. do agree. I do agree with that. They need they need a first-person studio developer, but like just let's not have it be Killzone. And also, Killzone for the Vita is excellent. Okay, um, that that's the one I haven't played, so I can't yeah, say anything. No, about uh, Mercenaries for the Vita. They're they're actually just about to shut the online down, or they did shut the online down without telling anybody apparently. Um, but that's probably the best first first person shooter in Vita in this excellent. But anyways, let's drop that and get back to Horizon Forbidden West. How excited are you guys? Um, like I I enjoyed the first Horizon. I played it last year for the first time, and there was a lot of stuff that I was like, I wish this was a little bit better, a little bit tighter. Like a lot of people yeah. give that game praise, but I kind of came onto it when it was like when you'd already like heard all the praise yeah so i was kind of like i was expecting a lot more from it like i enjoyed the game i'm glad i finished it i really hope that this is going to be like the the game that like when it gets the sequel the sequel is just better in every way from the mechanics like i think that's what we're going to get i think they learned a lot from the first one because this was their first time doing anything that wasn't a first person shooter and so i'm expecting a very very solid experience from this for, for me Killzone 2 is the best game in that franchise so, to see what they followed up Killzone 1 with, with Killzone 2, I'm expecting them to knock it out of the park following up uh, Horizon Zero Dawn with Forbidden West. Uh, I didn't play the original Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm going to play it uh, at some point this year. Uh, looks good. Uh, in interesting how like it seems like they switched over from having most of the robots in the game be based off of dinosaurs to have them be based off of uh, like animals that you associate more with like the ice age for example or like like that kind of period of time between the dinosaurs and kind of the modern era yeah i think that's something where they'll need to continue to um move that goalpost because there's only so many creatures like different designs that you can use before they start looking the same um so no it looks interesting uh i liked horizon zero dawn a lot uh, i think it's better than zelda um so see Mitch has got a funny face uh, because uh, he's because you're truth. wrong because because you're getting truth bombs dropped on you left and right about that. Uh, but no, it's uh, this is going to be the flagship title for when it comes out. Uh, did they date it? There was no, no. date for a no. year on it, right? No. Nothing. But Sony which, never I mean, Sony never no. dates their things more than like six months out at this point, which is smart yeah. from them. But I hope this isn't like three or four years away. Yeah, I, I will I, say though, I, I am happy they didn't put a date on it because I do like genuinely want to get around to the first Horizon and complete it first. And if this doesn't have a date on it, I know I can complete it in at a leisurely pace, basically. 
robot elephants. That's all you need to see to know that yeah, this is going to be great. Elephant. No, the giant robot turtle really won me over. Giant robot like, turtle okay. was going... Like, this the, game looks gorgeous. The yeah. only thing that gets me a little bit worried is they showed a lot of underwater stuff, like when you brought up the turtle, and I... Underwater stuff always sucks, in especially in third-person in third person games, and so just I hope that they stay out of the, the ocean as much as possible. I don't think well, they're, they will, but we'll see. Are you we'll one of the, are you one of those terrible people that hated Pokemon Gen three because there was too much water? Um, <laughs> I like the meme that came from it from IGN. Oh, poor Cali Plaguey. Oh, you're too young. No, IGN yeah. it was uh, it was Fran Mirabella. No, it was oh, it well, was, the Cali Plaguey the... was the meme for yeah, the seven point day too much it water. It was the remake oh, thought... one, yeah. Yeah, oh, remake. I thought that, that was from... Fran Mirabella. My bad. No, uh, she was um, the one of the editors at IGN. She's now the editor chief and chief or review editor for uh, games game spot so correct uh, but that will that meme will never die um so we're going to jump into the big console reveal but before we do that i just want to wrap up the game section what's your biggest takeaway from the game that you're most what's the biggest game you're most excited for spider-man because it's coming soonest spider-man because it's coming soonest cozy you know what? i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say resident evil 8 Probably okay. not the game you were expecting me to say, but uh, nope. that trailer really got me going. And right. uh, while, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of experience with the Resident Evil series, I'm willing to jump in. Okay. Alex? So, Spider-Man, just on the sense that it's Spider-Man, and I love that franchise. But then, just uh, as well, Deathloop, because I love that type of game. I love that studio from Arcane. Or I love Arcane as a studio. I can't wait to see what Deathloop is. I don't know if I'm going to get it on the PS5 or the PC, but regardless, I'm excited for that game. It looks dope. Right. Uh, for me personally, uh, Insomniacs won me over here uh, with Ratchet and Clank and Spider-Man. Like that's a great double team. I want to know more about Ratchet and Clank, um, and then I want to give a shout, indie shout out to Bug Snacks because I think that's going to be hilarious. Also, Kenna Bridge of Spirits is one that I'm super jazzed for. Outside yeah, of me being well. a Spider-Man fanboy. So, yeah, no, so this is going to be really good. I'm uh, super excited about all these games. I think it's a really good showing. A lot of uh, exclusives or time exclusives for PlayStation, whether you like them or not. There's going to be a lot of content on the PS5. Uh, Smart business decisions on their part, because for next-gen, services are one thing, but for me, it's all about the games. If, if yep. one box has the games I want, I'm going to buy that box over the other one. It's I'm simple. building a PC so that I don't have to buy another box and I can play those games on a PC that's i'm so. thinking of doing that later this year too which is fine that's microsoft's that's strategy right they yeah. want yeah. they people, have a different business yeah they want people in their services it's not about the box anymore okay mm -hmm. well yeah. let's segue back into the box because something happened we saw the box we didn't we saw the box we didn't we think saw we were going boxes. to um well now you're ruining the surprise <laughs> no. i everyone mean everyone knows, knows point. if they if they know all right, Somebody's going to watch this and they're going to be like, holy shit, that's what it looks like? <laughs> Just by our description of it. Um, no, I'm showing footage of it on the oh, screen right. right now. I forgot about that part. Yeah, it's not a problem. Yeah, if uh, you so, want Cozy as well, there's a size comparison that I dropped in the dock. If you which is, after. like, that is more surprising to me than the actual look of it itself. Like, the look of it, it's, yeah, it's crazy, but I think it's uh, to Sony's benefit that they made it look so distinctive. The fact that it is so tall is shocking. Yeah, yeah. Um, IGN basically whipped them out and measured them against each other, uh, measuring the disk drives and the USB ports uh, to try and get... Uh, I think it actually originated on Reddit. Um, 
there Reddit was, initially. Yeah, yeah, and then they just sort of reuse that. So, uh, but it's going to be a lawn boy. It's a uh, lawn, and I guess this has brought up the age-old question: Do you prefer lawn and skinny or thick and girthy? So, or short and girthy. Well, they've got multiple consoles for you, whether it be an <laughs> I just Xbox. Like the amount of exhaust. Yeah. Yeah, tons maybe of exhaust. It it should be quiet. Maybe it. Yeah, hopefully it won't sound maybe. like a jet engine. I think it looks gorgeous. My biggest takeaway was that the discless version, as you came up with the second one, I believe we were talking during the reveal, and I went, that would be much better looking if there wasn't that disk drive on it. And then all and then of a sudden, immediately we got, it. yeah, we got the version without the disk drive. Like, how great was that? Um, and for me, who's been an all-digital user for since the PS Vita, I think I have two physical games that came in as pack-ins that I'll rebuy. Uh, the, the, I think... Uh, the discless version, discless version is awesome, and it also probably means I'll be able to get the discless easier because people seem to want to get the one with the disc drive mostly. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think you've won me over. I think I'm going digital for PS5. So, yeah. so I've been thinking a lot about this because, as we know on this show, I'm very much into my physical media. I've gotten essentially all of my PS4 games on on physical. You go out if, of your way to get them on physical. I do. I got yeah. Predator Hunting Grounds on physical because I'm just dumb. Um, <laughs> I just, I like the way it looks on my shelf. It's very satisfying. But there's two things that would get me to buy the digital one. If the price is significantly better and if they did, because I remember when uh, Microsoft released the Xbox SAD that they... Um, they had a program where you could bring your games to the Microsoft store and you could get codes for those games and you could do like a trade-in deal for it. If Sony did anything like that, I seriously doubt they would, but if they had a program like that for the PS4 games, or if just the PS4 games don't work on the PS5, which is also a possibility. If there's anything so, like that, then I would be down to, to get a uh, digital version. Yeah, for, for me personally, I think I'm going with the digital over the physical because I have been buying more and more of my games digitally as we've gotten towards the end of this console generation. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, my PS4 Pro isn't going anywhere. I still have That's it. That's true, yeah. So I can still play those games so that I have physically or with a game like Spider-Man, one of my favorite games of all time that I own physically, goes on sale for 20 bucks. I'll just buy a second copy. Like, it's not a big deal for me personally. And I'd rather the convenience that's offered through digital than sticking to the having to deal with the, the physical discs and the space they take up. At least, for me personally. So yeah, I and I I'm as surprised as you are that I'm saying this right now because I never thought I'd be that guy. So uh, I, I maybe it comes with. Sorry, age. go ahead, cozy. I was just gonna say I'm probably gonna go the disc version just because I want to be prepared for any possible possibility. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I also um, just I'm very happy that they with the disc version it's a 4K Blu-ray player because I have a lot of 4K Blu-rays as well. The fact that the PS4 Pro doesn't have a 4K Blu-ray player is just stupid because you know they make Blu-ray and the fact that the Xbox does have the 4K Blu-ray player I think is even worse. So I'm glad that yeah. they finally have that. I don't own a single 4K Blu-ray nor do I see myself buying any anytime soon. So not having a 4K Blu-ray player is not a deal breaker for me. Also, I know you're Blu-rays, but what's that TV like behind you? Yeah, that's a that's my 4K TV. Oh, is it a 4K TV? I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, Alex, I know you're big into movies, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. I haven't bought a DVD in years. See, I've I've, everything. I've, I buy the Blu-rays because they come with the digital codes as well, though. Mm. That's what I did for a while with I the usually, MCU movies, but I've given up at that on that at this I point usually, because Disney Plus is a thing. 
Yeah, that's fair. I usually do watch the Blu-ray, or I usually do watch the digital versions of it, though, but, like, it's the same price to buy the Blu-ray with the digital code than to just buy the digital code. So it's nice having both, because then I can give it to people that I know as well. I just yeah, get pissed off when the digital code isn't for iTunes. Yeah. Warner Brothers, you suck. Yeah. Sony, you also suck. Sometimes. Um, Sometimes. Comp random company, you suck also. I don't know who All right. sucks. But yeah, um, the, the PS5 looks dope. I like the yeah. the the two tone the two tone colors are starting to really grow on me. I think it looks great on the actual console itself, and yep. I'm I'm way into this. Also, something yeah. I didn't realize until after this video is that the the grips the grip of the controller yeah. has the sacred symbols in it. It's not oh, just the controller; cool. the entire white the, on it has that sacred symbols built into it. Yeah, on the console. The oh, on the console. I haven't like, seen it on the console. I was just talking yeah, about the Yeah, it's on controller. the console and the grip, apparently. So they've got that little touch built into it. It's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Just a lot of, like, the aesthetics on it are just, it's a really pretty machine. I know some people are really turned off by it. For me, I think this thing is going to look awesome in my uh, entertainment center. It's not going to fit in my entertainment center, but it just looks like it's from the future, and I'm very happy. So... Um, any last thoughts on the PlayStation event? Because we're hitting an hour and a half, and I want to wrap it up in three minutes. I'm very much looking forward to the future of PlayStation. I will say uh, this is M IMO a much better launch lineup than the PlayStation 4s. Not that the yep. PlayStation 4 had a like utterly weak launch lineup. I loved Resogun as an example, but this is on a Killzone. much higher level. I didn't love Killzone. Yeah, <laughs> fair. Um, um, go, go ahead, ahead, Alex. Oh, okay. I was just gonna say, like, I'm I'm in. I think they showed enough there that makes me want to get it at launch, unless it's like ultra ridiculous. Like, I'm I'm expecting it to be pretty expensive, but like, uh, I think that they showed enough. Plus, Spider-Man as a console uh, as a console launch is dope. So I I'm in. Mitch, I'm ready to do whatever a spider can. I'm excited by the fact that if I've if I have actually made the decision to go digital, one, it might be easier to find the console, and two, it's going to save me a bit of money up front, which is nice. In a year that I'm hoping to get married, uh, and they show me enough exclusives that tell me I have to own this box eventually. Whether or not it's day one remains to be seen. Yeah, I think this is probably the one of the strongest lineups we've seen for a console launch uh, specifically probably from playstation but i think playstation um, yes in general no so nintendo I just think switch there's a, yeah. that had one game though this looks like it's but it only hard. needed to have the one game that's it true. wasn't even a good game though it's a fantastic game and you're wrong but go ahead we can. um I think overall, in terms of consistency right across the board, I think this is a fantastic launch lineup. They've got something for everybody except first-person shooter fans and fighting games. I'm actually surprised we didn't see um, Guilty Gear or a Street Fighter 60s. Or COD. Or COD. Um, so th there's, there, there's things that weren't there, but I think for exclusives that are going to be coming out in the first year and a half of the cycle of the machine, I think this has been pretty solid. So um, I want to see more and I can't wait for the next Sony thing. So we're going to yeah. wrap up our second helpings um, with the PlayStation event for uh, press YYZ. Uh, everybody can, let's just go around and do our socials. Uh, Mitch? Everywhere, mostly Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mitch George. Perfect. Cozy? On Twitter, you can find me at Alex Kazina and on Twitch, twitch.tv slash live. Catch me on Monday. All right. Alex? Uh, on Instagram, blatantly Alex 
Twitter, blatantly underscore Alex, and then on YouTube, blatantly Alex. Okay, you can follow me at uh, the underscore nmac on Twitter and uh, follow me at ps4blog.net where I do my reviews. Um, as well as please check us out our Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash press YYZ. Um, we record live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Uh, with whatever we're going to be talking about. Do we have a topic for this week? No. Probably something to tie into The Last of Us, but we haven't figured it out yet. Okay. Um, so with that note, uh, we're going to let everybody go. Have a great day, okay? Thank you for playing.